somebody and say the blood still works. Just tell somebody the blood still works. Oh, yes, it does. The blood still works. Come on, testify to your neighbor. Say the blood still works. Come on, if you know the word the blood to work in your life, go ahead and testify to your neighbor. The blood still works. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The blood still works. Uh, the blood, the blood, the blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. <laughs> the blood, the blood, the blood. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Give God some glory. Clap your hands if you would. It is Pastor Tiffany's birthday, so we honor her today. She was in 915 service on this morning. She's out uh, with dinner with her family, uh, so they're celebrating her today. And then my good friend and my brother, amen, uh, Brother Orlando Henry's birthday today, amen. Hallelujah. I put his cash app on the, on the screen for him, though. Bless the brother, y'all. Bless the brother. Amen. Amen. Bless the brother. Amen. We celebrate him. Oh, and then, yep, yep. Amen. We got some, who else's birthday is today? All these birthday twins. I know, yeah. We can, amen. We celebrate all y'all today. Amen. He said, put his cash up too. Huh? Yeah, bless him too. He said he take his in cash, though. He don't want cash out. Amen. Give him in cash. Amen. So we celebrate all of those whose birthday today, but I, I definitely wanted to honor Orlando. He's a dear friend. Uh, I can call him at any time, and he, he jumps up to see what he could do to be a blessing to the ministry. So I, I honor him today. Happy birthday, sir. Amen. 
Let's go to work on this morning. Grab your Bibles, 1 Kings chapter number 18. 1 Kings chapter number 18 and verse number 21. Hallelujah. 1 Kings, also grab the Gospel of John chapter number 8, verse number 36. We're going to begin first in 1 Kings and then go to Gospel John chapter number 8. If you would, stand with me in the honor of the reading of God's Word. Tradition here at Elevate Church. We stand for the reading. If you have it, say, I have it. If you're looking, say, I'm looking. A couple of y'all looking. If you're waiting for me to put it on the screen, say, whoop, there it is. It's a lot of y'all, a lot of whoops, a lot of whoops, a lot of whoops, a lot of whoops. Amen. And they, they love it too. They smiling like, yeah, I'm waiting for you. Amen. I'm waiting on you, preacher. Amen. Abraham Lincoln said this, those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. And under the rule of a just God cannot, cannot long retain it. I'm going to read that again. For those who deny freedom to others don't deserve it themselves. And under the rule of a just God cannot long retain it. They can't have it for long. They can't have freedom that they prevent others from having the freedom that they hold themselves. They can't hold for long. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Thank you, Father. The only way to deal with an unfree world is to become so absolutely free that your very existence is an act of rebellion. You ought to live your life so free that people hate the fact that you woke up this morning. You ought to live your life so free that people look at you and they just despise you for the simple fact that you got breath in your body. Y'all quiet up in this place. Your life should be filled with such liberty and freedom that your haters hate so much that they have high blood pressure. Tell your neighbor, I'm free. Tell your neighbor, you should live free. And you should be where you are right now at the scripture. Y'all made it yet? Okay, all right. right. We're going to make our faith declaration on today. Repeat after me. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready, and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth, and it is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. Shout again, no sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches shall be in my house. Prophesy of your neighbor, neighbor, say wealth and riches shall be in your house. I think your other neighbor is jealous. Point to them and say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Point to the four walls of this church. Say, wealth and riches shall be in this house. Point to yourself and say, wealth and riches shall be in this house. Shall I bless to be a blessing? My house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. Now shout, I'm blessed. Now say amen if you would. 1 Kings chapter number 18 and verse number 21, Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said, But the people said, Oh, where the people at? See, Elijah gave them options. 
and the people chose neither. If God be God, follow him. And if Baal be God, then follow him. Can I tell you something? If you don't make a choice to choose, then the choice has already been made. If you don't make a decision to follow God, then Satan will give you the answer. He'll get you to follow another God. Oh, y'all quiet. If you don't make a choice, then the enemy will make the choice for you. Then you won't have no options. Tell your neighbor you won't have no options. So God says, choose ye this day. Whom shall you serve? Are you going to serve God or are you going to serve another God? But you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Because if you don't, then you have already made a choice. When you free yourself from one opinion, then you are free to fully embrace the other. So when you free yourself from one thought or one opinion and you have now have the other option left available, you're freely to fully embrace that option. Run over to the Gospel of John, chapter number 8, verse number 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. It's the Son that sets you free. Tell your neighbor, it's the Son that sets you free. I want to talk to you real briefly in our time, the breaker's anointing. Turn to your neighbor and say, the breaker's here. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the anointing that destroys yokes and lifts heavy burdens. We thank you, O oh God, for your Holy Spirit that lead, guide, and direct. We thank you, God, for the blood that covers us and keeps us. We thank you, God, for the blood on the post that when the deaf angel passes over, we're kept safe. We thank you, God, that every shackle, every chain, every cell block is flung open so we'll be free in Jesus' mighty name. Can you say amen? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Somebody shout the breaker's anointing. Uh, mm, Thank you, Holy Ghost. Jesus said this. He said, I have been anointed to set the captive free. There's an anointing. The anointing of God comes upon your life and in your life. Watch this to set you free. Let me say it to you this way. Jesus never came to deliver you. He came to set you free. It it is not Jesus assignment, nor was he anointed to deliver you. God sent Jesus into the earth realm to set you free. I've taught you here at Elevate Church before is that uh, when you get delivered, um, and, you know, I know there's a lot of deliverance ministries. I'm, I'm not knocking. I just want to get them straight. It's the apostolic in me coming out now. Oh, I have a deliverance ministry. And you know why you're working so hard in your deliverance ministry? Because you're having people delivered and not set free. Because when you deliver something, whatever you deliver in its content here is the same package that you deliver over there. Okay. I'm about to deliver a package. These are the contents. And I'm going to deliver this package from here to over here. What has changed? Only the location, but the contents. Oh, God, the same spirit that got delivered over there only changed locations. So now the package that inhabit the spirit change location. I'm about to move to Atlanta because Baton Rouge ain't ready for me. And the same stuff you was dealing with over there is the same stuff you're going to deal with in Georgia. Because the location changed, but. And Jesus didn't come to deliver you. Came to set you free. Because now that I'm free from this. 
Now I've been loosed from that. Now that has no hold on me. Y'all quiet. Y'all not getting it yet. So this I struggle with no more because I've been set free from it. Yeah. What about people who have some stuff that they have been dealing with all of their life? Some, some strongholds, some vices, and all of these things. And God set you free from the thing. Now you can go back to the thing and look at it in the face and say, I don't want that. Oh, well, well, maybe I'll just testify myself then, you know, you know, just 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 alcoholic drinking every day. Now, now I go in the grocery store, I can go down aisle number six. Well, alcohol, I just keep on going. I can go back to the hood where they're getting high and sit around with them while they're getting high. And just like they want. No, nah, I'm good. Y'all quiet. See, when you have been set free from a thing, the thing no longer has hold on you. But when you've been delivered, you struggle. You remember Smokey? Amen. He's come. Tell your neighbor he's coming to set you free. In the book of Acts, we we see. Uh, an account that takes place in the book of Acts. Many scholars and theologians says that these are the acts of the apostles. Uh, again, I want to set you free from that ideology. It's not the acts of the apostles. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit. It is not the workings of the apostle that happens in the book of Acts. It is the working of the Holy Spirit that is operating through the apostles in the book of Acts. Because we'll end up giving the apostles all of the credit for all to be done, and we'll miss giving God the glory. We'll say, look what the apostles did. It wasn't the apostles doing. It was the move of the Holy Spirit. And as you read throughout the book of Acts, we see the Holy Spirit at work. And we see the Holy Spirit moving and operating through individuals. So watch this. It is not the people who get the glory. Though it's their story, they don't get the glory. Oh, y'all missed that. Uh, See, when the Holy Spirit operates through you, it becomes a part of your story, but he still gets the glory. Uh, When the Holy Spirit rests upon you, moves in you, operates in you and through you, it's God that gets the glory, but you can now declare the story. You can now testify what God did. Watch this through your life and in your life. So God gets the glory. So the book of Acts is the Acts of The Holy Spirit, the power of God moving and operating in individuals' lives. Acts chapter number 12 and verse number 1. It was about this time that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. Y'all better hear this. The book is prophetic, so there's persecution coming. Mm. Okay. You did not know. Run on to the end and see what happens. But there's persecution coming. And he had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And when he saw that this met the approval among the Jews, he proceeded to seize Peter. This happened during the festival of unleavened bread around the Passover time. He saw that the Jews were pleased that he had killed somebody. And it met their approval. In other words, he was a man pleaser. Uh, You got to be careful. That you don't live up to the expectations of others so much so that you do and live your life to please them. You got to be careful that you don't allow the opinions of others form and fashion the way you live your life based upon how they see you. Y'all not listening yet. And he now arrests Peter because the people are pleased with his actions. Oh, there are so many man pleasers in the body. They do to please man and not to please God. They do to be in the eyesight of man, one who seems to do well the way man sees them, but they don't really do it for God to be pleased. Amen. Hallelujah. She's a man pleaser. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, y'all. She'll chew you up. Amen. 
I'm trying to get rid of it. It just, I don't know. That's not OMB? What's that? It wasn't OMB. That's another spirit. Amen. I don't know. They just keep coming. Hallelujah. Set me free, Lord. Amen. We won't be totally and truthfully free until the fear of God supersedes our fear of men. I'll say that again to you. We won't totally and truthfully be free until the fear of God supersedes our fear of men. God told Jeremiah, said, Jeremiah, don't be afraid of the faces of men. Jeremiah said, I'm young. God says, don't say that. Jeremiah said, I don't know what to say. God said, don't say that. He said, just listen, open up your mouth and I'm going to give you the words to say, but don't be afraid of the faces of men. Don't be scared. Tell your neighbor, don't be scared. No, no. The only way for you to live totally free to have these shackles and this bondage uh, on your life to be loosed off your life is that you cannot be afraid of the faces or opinions of men. You have to purge your heart of the opinions of others. You can't allow what they think about you, what they say about you to hold you down, y'all. Better hear me up in here. So the opinion of God has to supersede, exceed the opinions of men. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers, each 16 people to hold down one man. Peter must have been a bad boy, y'all. Took all of them to guard him. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church, somebody shout, but the church. Oh, if we can get back to praying, y'all. But the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was praying for Peter. Now, Now, Peter is a preacher. So my question to some of you here today, are you praying for your preacher? Peter, Peter is locked up for preaching the gospel and, and they had people interceding for Peter. Oh, God, help me, Holy Ghost. So, so here it is. They're praying for Peter. They're not praying for their own selves. They're praying for somebody else. They're not praying for a new house, a new car, another job. They're not praying for a spouse, a boo, a bae. They're, they're praying not for a word from God for themselves. They're praying for somebody else. Uh, can I tell you this? The best way to get a prayer through to God is to pray for somebody else. You really want to move the heart of God? Let him hear you pray for somebody else. One of the most powerful prayers you can pray besides the prayer of agreement, of two touch and agree, they can ask anything of the Father. And Jesus said in my name and my Father in heaven will give it unto you. The prayer of agreement is powerful, but just as powerful as the prayer of agreement is the prayer of intercession. If you would learn to intercede for somebody else, to intercede, to enter as a seed. If you go in as a seed on behalf of somebody else. Now watch. The sole purpose of a seed is to die and produce a harvest. But the purpose of a seed. A seed is not, has, has not fulfilled its purpose unless it first dies and produce a harvest. A seed is nothing if it does, does not do those two things. If a seed stays on the shelf, then it has not fulfilled its purpose. Uh, Archaeologists found a seed that was over 5,000 years old. A seed. It had fossilized in stone. They cut it away, coughed it out. They took that same seed, 5,000 years old, and placed it in soil. Guess what happened? It began to grow. Its purpose was locked up for 5,000 years. But the moment it was placed in its purpose, it did the very thing that it was created to do. So watch as you going in, interceding, going in as a seed for another. Your sole purpose is to die to yourself so you're not praying 
for yourself. You're praying for somebody else. You die to yourself, your own wants, your own desires, what you need, what you're going through, and you put their needs and what they're going through ahead of you. You die. You'll produce a harvest. Remember, the sole purpose of seed is death and to produce a harvest. So in essence, by you praying for them, you get the benefit. So while you're going through, thank you, son. Yeah, you become the beneficiary. And while you're praying for them, God says, oh, you're a seed. And because you're a seed, I'm going to multiply your seed back unto you. Hallelujah. Oh, so I know you want to get to the altar and pray for yourself. I know, I know, I know. That's why y'all not shouting because, you know, you got stuff you're going through and stuff you got to deal with. I ain't got time to pray for nobody else. I need somebody praying for me. I, I know how it is. You know, you got some stuff that you're facing and you want God to deal with those things. But the best way to move the hand of God in your life is to intercede for somebody else. It's to pray for them. And God's hand will move in your life. Watch this. Problems will push you into prayer. Here's the preacher locked up, and it pushed people to pray for him. Problems will push you into prayer. And if you hadn't had any problems in your life, then just keep on living because problems are coming. Amen. So you might as well learn how to pray now. Amen. Conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. If you allow life and the opinions of men to take hold of you, then it will become your jailer. It will lock your freedom up and it'll prevent you from growing. When you allow what the thoughts of other people to take hold of you, to inhabit you and your thoughts, then it becomes a jailer that locks you up. So now you can't grow because they said you won't be good enough. So guess what? You won't do enough to be good enough. They'll say that you're not smart enough and you won't try to advance yourself to gain wisdom. Why? Because the opinions of men have locked you up and now your freedom has been held captive by somebody else. Then you can't grow. Tell your neighbor, be free. So this is how you break free. First and foremost, here it is. Take notes. Uh, Breaking free. First, you got to fear God instead of fearing man. Amen. Fear God instead of fearing man. In the book of Acts, chapter number six, uh, chapter number 12, verse number six, it says the night before Herod was to bring him to trial. Peter was sleeping between two soldiers. He wasn't afraid. Now, here it is. He done heard his boys, his padres, his, his, his homies. They were killed by sword. And Peter is now arrested of Herod himself. Impending death. But what Peter is doing? <laughs> In the storm. Between two soldiers. Death is coming, but Peter is sleeping. He wasn't afraid of men. Why? Because he served a God that was bigger than them. He wasn't afraid of the sword that came by day because he serves a God who controls the day. And he's sleeping between two soldiers and bound by two chains. In other words, he's bound by two opinions. He's bound by two opinions. Because Peter could have simply said, I deny Christ and be set free. But Peter had this other opinion on the other side that says live for Christ and be crucified. Two opinions. There's so many people today, even in this congregation right now, you're struggling and striving between two opinions. Do I go back to my job and display my Christian faith? Do I go back and tell people about the goodness of God or do I just be quiet and live silent? Two opinions. And Peter's in the cell block bound by two opinions. And then there's uh, sentries that stood guard at the door entrance, at the entrance. Now watch, there was a guard at the door. He's chained by two soldiers. He's chained by hand and feet. He's stretched out wide between two men. 
I didn't say this earlier, but I just heard it in the spirit. His hands were held bound so he couldn't lift them and praise God. The Bible says that we, when we put on the full armor of God, as I taught you last week, our feet are shod with the preparation of peace for the carrying of the gospel. They had the gospel locked up. He couldn't lift hands and worship God, and he couldn't share the gospel because his feet was shackled. And while he's sleeping, and then there's a sentry, there's sentries at the door. The sentry was a guard. Watch this, the guard was keeping him from going in and coming out. In other words, there's always an enemy at the door trying to prevent you from making the right decision. There's always a guard at the door trying to prevent you from making the right decision. Satan is always lurking at the door, knocking at the door to get you to open up so you can do it his way and not God's way. Y'all ain't hear me yet. And and there's always, always an enemy at the door trying to prevent you from serving God. Cain and Abel, you know, when they were making sacrifices... Cain made his sacrifice, and the Lord said, God looked at him and said, Cain, why is your continence so down? If you would do right, you would be accepted. But Satan is at the door. He's trying to come in. He's trying, he, he trying to come in. If you don't make the right decision right now, then you will lend yourself to Satan. Make the right decision. You got to make the right decision. So there's a guard at the door. And then suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared. And the light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and said, wake up, quick, get up, he said. And the chains fell off of Peter's wrist. Oh, God. Somebody shout, and suddenly. And suddenly he's in the cell block with Peter and the chains fall off. Oh, beloved, there's some things holding you down that God's going to give you a suddenly. There are some things that are preventing you from fully serving God, but God's going to give you an and sudden moment. There are some things you've been dealing with that God's going to give you an and moment. There are some things that you have, have been struggling with. God is about to show up and give you an and suddenly moment. And suddenly the chains fell off. Now watch. Peter is still in the midst of two soldiers, but he's free. What am I saying to you? That God's going to have you in freedom, even in the midst of your enemy. Ooh, y'all missed a good shout moment there. Peter is set free, but he's still in captivity in his enemy's presence. But God wasn't done yet. Somebody shout he's not done yet. <laughs> ah, so he's he's free in the midst of his enemies. The chains fall off. And then it says the angel said to him, put on your clothes and your sandals. And Peter did so wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him and Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea. That what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision, y'all. He thought it was a dream. Can I tell you something? I didn't tell the 915. Don't be held bound by what has held you bound. I'm going to let that sit right there for a second. Don't be held bound by what has held you bound. And Peter was held bound in prison. But the Holy Spirit showed up to set him free. What what am I saying to us today? You need freedom in your life. And the breaker's anointing is here today. To break you even for the opinions of yourself about yourself. Some of you are locked up in the prisons of your own mind. You have been held captive about the thoughts that you have of yourself. You've been held in captivity and the spirit of God is coming today to set you free. Some of you are supposed to be further along in life and ministry and all of these things, but you are held captive by your own thoughts. And God is coming today to free you from yourself. See, the problem is, is just what just happened just now. Some of y'all don't think y'all bound. Um, 
some of y'all are so locked up in your own thoughts that you act as though you're free, but you're really not. Harriet Tubman said that I would have freed a lot more slaves had they only known that they were slaves. Oh, I ain't no slave. (laughs) I do this freely. And she said I would have freed a lot more if they were only understood that they were really slaves. And there are a lot of slave church folk. And you think you're free and you're not. How do I know? Because other things holding you bound. Things that God called you to do, you're putting them off so you can do other stuff. God knows my heart. God knows my heart. And you want to do, but some other stuff is calling you to it. So, so, so here it is. You're held bound and held captive by your own thoughts, by your own desires, by your own wants. And, and God said, now I'm sending the Holy Spirit to set you free. It is not a Burger King type of mentality. It's not have your way, but it's Yahweh's way. I want you to do it my way, but you keep trying to revert back to your own way. Even the way we see God. Held bound. And God wants you free from what has held you bound. So you won't be held bound. Can you say amen to that? Uh, You have to expose yourself to the deepest fear. Uh, After that, fear has no power and the fear of freedom shrinks and vanishes and you are free. Somebody shout, I'm free. free. Tell your neighbor, I'm free today. So so here's a couple things and I'm done. Uh, Break it free. First, of course, you got to have the fear of God, right? Instead of fearing man. Number two, do not forget to look at the things you cannot see. What are you talking about, apostle? Uh, There's some things that you see with your natural eyes that will prevent your spirit from being set free. There are some circumstances and some things that you will face in life that you see with your natural eyes that will prevent you from moving forward in life. What am I saying to you? There are some things happening around you. If you allow your natural eyes to be placed on those things, then those things that you see with your natural eyes will prevent you from moving in supernatural power. You, you, you can't, you, you, got, you got to not forget the unseen things. Because if you allow your natural eyes to see the thing, then you will miss the supernatural move of God. Peter is in jail and the angel shows up. If Peter would have missed the supernatural, the unnatural, he wouldn't have been set free. If Peter didn't have eyes to see the unseen things, this angel show up, then Peter would have missed his freedom. How so often that God shows up in our life and we miss God because we forget to see the unseen things. How often we miss God because we expect God to move in a way that we expected him to move. But he shows up in a different way and we end up missing God. Or he ended up using somebody other than who we thought he was going to use. The person in the parking lot on the way to the car. That declares the word of the Lord to you. That gives you a prophetic word that you needed right then and there. But we miss God because we have our own opinions of man. Y'all. So don't forget to see the unseen things. And they passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate. I'm almost done. And leading to the city. It opened for them by itself. There it is. The unseen thing. As they're walking... They passed the first and second guard leading into the city and the doors opened up. As they're walking, doors are opening. Oh, somebody ought to get excited right there. As you're walking out your freedom, doors are going to be open. As you're walking out in the freedom that God has set before you, door. You ever been to the grocery store and when you get to the door, the door says, You didn't put your hand out. You didn't wave. Doors just open up. Watch this. As he's following the instructions of the angel. As he's walking out in freedom. 
as he's obeying. There's been some doors that God has set before you are still closed. Watch this because you're not walking in freedom. There's some doors and some blessing God wants to release in your life, but you're not obeying the instructions. And you get to the door and the door is closed and you're like, and you know what you do? You turn and walk away. And you miss out on the blessings and the promises of God. Watch one, because you're not walking in freedom. Two, you're not obeying the instructions. He's obeying the spirit, the angel. And as he's obeying the angel, doors are opening. And they went through it. And when they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him. And Peter came to himself and he said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angel to rescue me from the hands or the from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were hoping would happen. Notice some people hoping that you fail. They're hoping that you don't make it through the day. There's some people that's hoping that you don't get to the next level in life, that you don't obtain what God has for your life. They're hoping that you perish. And they were hoping that something would happen, but something did happen. He got set free. Take your neighbor, I've been set free. And when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people were gathered and were. They didn't just gather. They didn't just come into the house. They came into the house and they were. It is so hard to get people to come into the house and. Prayer gatherings should be the most populated attended moments in a Christian's life. But you call people to prayer four people show up. Nobody shows up for prayer. But they'll show up for chicken plates. They'll show up for food fellowship, but they won't show up for prayer. And the people gathered, and they just didn't come together. They came together to. Now, they're praying in the house. And while they were praying, Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. And when, somebody shout and when, when she recognized Peter's voice, She was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and explained, Peter is at the door. Oh, hear me, this beloved, on my way to my seat in a second. She hears a knock at the door, and watch, the thing that they were praying for shows up. What happens when you're praying and what you're praying for shows up? Tell your neighbor, don't be surprised. They're praying for Peter, and Peter shows up. That's the power of prayer. When you come together in unity, everybody praying for one thing. That's why you ought to not forsake the fellowship, the assembly of the believers, is because when we come together to pray, stuff happens. Tell your neighbor, stuff happens. And while they're praying, Peter shows up. She is so surprised and overwhelmed, she goes back and she tells everybody, Peter is at the door. Take me to the next slide. Peter is at the door. And while he's at the door, she's telling everybody, listen, Peter is there. And they tell you, you're out of your mind. Some people are going to think you're crazy in this season for what God is showing you, for what you believe in God for. They're going to say you're crazy. But don't allow the opinions of men to hold you stagnant from, from believing God the greater. They say, girl, you're crazy. You're so cray cray. And when she kept insisting that it was so, they said it must be an angel. Next one. But Peter kept on knocking. Kept on knocking. There's some blessings knocking on your door that's going to be so insistent that it won't stop until you open up. There's some things God is sending your way. That's going to be so insistent on getting into your life that it won't stop until you get your life right. There's some things God wants to release in your life that won't be released until the moment you obey and you follow the instructions of God. That you will walk in your freedom that God has set before you. They're going to be released in your life. Somebody shout set me free. 
And the moment you walk in freedom, God is going to freely release all that he has in your life. You ought to stand to your feet and shout, set me free. Oh, come on, you ought to do better than that. Shout real loud, set me free. And while he was knocking, they opened the door. And while he was knocking, they saw him and was astonished. Why are you so astonished at what God had already promised that he was going to do? They were astonished and surprised that the thing that they were praying for showed up. The break is anointing to break off the opinions of men off your life. Stop living your life up to what they have declared you to be. Stop living your life up to the past and your history. Live up to who God has created and called you to be. And they were astonished. You're about to go to some place and they're going to be astonished. Is that you? I remember when. I remember how. You know, we all got a testimony. We all got a past that God set us free from. We all got a record. Some of us got albums. You'll get that on the way home. And they were surprised that Peter showed up. Can I tell you something before I close? Don't pray unless you expect it to show up. Don't pray unless you expect it to show up. And they were praying that Peter would be set free and he was set free. And they were astonished. Verse number 17. Verse number 17 says this. It says, Peter motioned with his hand to them to be quiet. He described how the Lord had brought him out of prison. Tell Peter and the other brothers and sisters about this, he said. And then he left for another place. He shared his testimony. Watch. Now his feet are free that have been prepared for the gospel to be taken into other places. So he shares the testimony. And he's out. He shares the testimony. And he's out. Verse number 18. And in verse number 18 says, In the morning there was no small uh, commotion among the soldiers. So to what had become of Peter. Verse number 19. And it says that in that moment, watch verse number 19. Give it to me. It says, After Herod had a thorough search made for him and did not find him, he cross-examined the guards and ordered them to be executed. And Herod went from Judea to Caesarea and he stayed there. So number two, you you can't forget to look at the unseen things. Bring me to the next one. And then number three is always begin with end results in mind. Always end with the end results. Begin with the end results in mind. What am I saying to you today? God never started with your beginning. He started with your end. God didn't start in the beginning He started at the end. God had already formed and fashioned the end before he started the beginning. So here it is, and I'll mess your head up with this, but I don't have time to deal with it. But we read our Bibles from left to right, but really should be read from right to left. We, we start in Genesis, but really we should start in Revelations. A lot of people want to evade, they want to pass Revelations, but the end is really where, really where God began. It is really the beginning of the book. God started with your end. He, he, he started with the end in mind. Now he goes to the beginning. He expects you to live out the beginning to the end. But he started at the end. The lamb was laid. He was slain before the foundation of the earth was laid. He did all of that to make sure that your end is settled. So always, always, tell your neighbor always. You gotta always begin with the end results in mind. God never intended for you to live in bondage. That's why, in the end, He set you free. 
That's why in the end you are set free. That's why you already have the victory. Because the fight has already been fought and won. God always starts with the end. Because he never intended for you to live in bondage. Tell your neighbors, today today I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. The anointing to break off your life is here today. So that you can be set free. The anointing. The breaker's anointing is here today to set you free. Whatever thought and whatever opinion you have of yourself, the breaker's anointing is here today to set you free. And sometimes it takes you breaking from your own thoughts of yourself to be set free. God is elevating you today. But the shackles have to be loosed off your life. You have to be set free. You have to be set free. Lift your hands all over this place. It is God's desire that you walk out of here with total freedom. Total freedom. Total freedom. Guilt of your past, broken. Shame of your past, broken. Opinions that others have placed, broken off of your life today. Broken. My freedom is not based upon, nor is it wrapped up in your opinions of me. I'm I'm, I'm not held captive by your opinions of how you think about me. I'm as free as I can be in Christ. So don't allow others' opinions of you to hold you bound. The breaker's anointing is here today to break every chain off your life. I don't know what you did last night. I don't know what you did before you came here today. But whatever it was that helped, that is holding you bound, today you're free. I'm going to pray in a second. And I want those who have been feeling that they have been held bound by some things, wavering between two opinions. Should I serve God or not serve God? Is this right or is this wrong? Wavering between two opinions. Stuck, shackled between two opinions. I want you to be free today. God wants you to be free today. So after I pray, I want you to make that decision. Don't be like the children of Israel who said nothing when they had options before them. Choose ye this day. Father, now in the name of Jesus, I declare in this place, I declare liberty and freedom. You have laid before us, God, life and death. And you also have given us the answer. I, I, I encourage you to choose life. So today, God, we choose as you have chosen for us. We choose life today. So, Father, with the options, we no longer waver between two opinions. Father, you have said that you prefer us to be either hot or cold. You don't want us to be lukewarm, that you would spew us out of your mouth. So, Father, today we make a decision to follow you. And to allow, God, the shackles to be loosed off our lives. No longer will we be held bound. In Jesus' mighty name. If you're here today and you've been feeling that kind of way. Some things been holding you down. Some vices. Some strongholds. Some struggles that you have. Today God wants to set you free. Whether big or small. However you view it. It's holding you. Today God wants to set you free. Whether big or small. It's holding you. And God wants to set you free. Whether big or small. If it's holding you, God wants you to be free today. Maybe it's some hidden sin. Maybe pornography. Maybe maybe it's some addiction, some stronghold. Addicted to food. Addicted to shopping. Addicted to television. Addicted to social media. It's holding you. God wants you free. Wants you free. Wants you free. He wants you free. Whatever it is today. Maybe it's fornication. I don't know what it is, big or small. If I didn't come down your road, the Holy Ghost is definitely on your road, pointing out that thing that's holding you, that's keeping you, that's preventing you. Whatever it is, he wants you free today. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit move upon your heart for you to make that decision. Maybe you have not accepted Jesus Christ in the pardon of your sins. Today is a day of freedom. 
Maybe you have, you backslidden. Those things have called you back and have locked you and imprisoned you yet again. Today is your get out of jail free card. And I believe you're going to go past go and collect $200 too. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of freedom. If that's you today, whatever it is that's holding you, and you want to be set free, lift your hand up. If that's you today, you want to be set free. You want to be set free for some things. Amen. People get real with themselves. Is there others today want to be set free from some things? Some things that's holding you, has latched itself to you, that just can't let go of. Some things. That's you. Lift your hands. Father, now in the name of Jesus, for every hand that is lifted, I declare freedom now in Jesus' name. The shackles and the fetters, God, that have been holding them bound, hold them no more. I declare freedom and liberty over their lives. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm free. Come on, declare that I'm free. Come on, declare that I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Yes. With all power in your hand, you have given. Yes. Be a second chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 I'm not going back. I'm moving ahead. Here to declare to you. My past is over in you. Things are made new. Christ, I'm moving, moving forward. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I, I'm moving forward. Yeah. Hallelujah. Moving forward. If you don't have a church home, the Spirit of the Lord has been tugging on your heart. This moment has been set aside for you today. You're free now. Free to walk in the fullness of what God has for you. If that's you today, would you slip your hand in the air today? I want to connect. I need a family. Amen. The little man. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. He said, if y'all ain't going to make a decision, I'm going to make it for us. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyone want to make a decision to be a part of what God is doing here at Elevate Church? If that's you, lift your hand. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Before we get out of here today, we're going to expeditiously move to serve you the Lord's Supper today. Amen. Those of you who are here. Amen. 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 So if you would, starting from the rear, facing the outer wall, would you come starting from the rear, facing the outer wall? Would you come and receive your communion elements? Make all things new, yeah, you make all things new, yeah, I will find. Thank you, Jesus. You already been served? 
Hallelujah. Let's go to the Lord in our private prayer closet, asking him to forgive us of sins knowingly and unknowingly at this time.